because today I am going to be sharing my first ever interview on the podcast. I asked one of my dearest friends, Courtney Newell of Always Coco Collection, to be on this episode with me because she has created this gorgeous jewelry line full of beautiful pieces that are meant to be worn in a variety of different styles and directions and layers and they're all so beautiful but they're so simple and there is just something about the simplicity that we'll dig into in this episode that I can't wait for y'all to learn more about in regards to her thought process and how she approaches these pieces but one of the other things that I absolutely love is that a portion of each of these proceeds goes towards mental health and we'll also dig into why that is important to Courtney and how she kind of took her journey with mental health and anxiety and tied it into her creativity and her passion for fashion. This episode is full of encouraging business ideas, empowering ways to think about yourself and your mental health and your own personal growth. And I am just so proud of Courtney and everything she's done and so excited to share this episode with y'all. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you learn something and I definitely hope that you check out her amazing pieces. Okay, let's hop right in. Hello, Court. I'm so glad that we're finally getting to do this podcast. Thank you for joining me. How are you doing today? I am doing good. How are you? It's so good to see your smiley face. I miss seeing you in person in Dallas. No, I know. It is weird to be in LA, but thank goodness for like technology and Zoom calls and FaceTimes and all the things that allow us to see each other in person. It really makes like all the difference. It really does, for sure. I know it's weird. It's like a rainy day in LA here, which is very not typical, but typically it's kind of gloomy here too. Okay. So but it's like, really like very cozy. I made tea. I thought of you. Yay. I love it. You've got a creative vibe yes. for this wonderful conversation. Yes, for well, sure. I was so excited to have you as a guest on the podcast, not only because you're such a dear friend, but also because I am just so proud of you and what you've done with Always Coco and sort of the inspiration behind it and the intention behind it, especially in connection to mental health and overall wellness. So I just think that people will really benefit from hearing your story and getting a chance to check out your pieces themselves, one of which I'm wearing, and I know you're wearing your newest piece, so if y'all are currently listening to the podcast, I'll make sure to share some video evidence of this too, but they are like my favorite things to wear all the time, Mm -hmm. all the time. Yes, that's the idea, to be able to wear them (laughs) all the time. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. I am a good plug right there without even like yes. trying or meaning to. You're speaking the lingo. I love it. I haven't had a lot of practice. A lot of practice. <laughs> well, why don't you kind of give yourself like a little bit of a backstory and then yeah. sort of how creating Always Coco Collection sort of came to be? Because you weren't always in jewelry or always in mental health. So I'd love for you to kind of share how that sort of came out yeah. for you. So I started the Always Coco collection. Um, after leaving corporate like six years ago, I jumped into fashion blogging and I really felt like that's what was calling me and I wanted to do that. But um, 
that ended up being like a huge struggle for me. So I was like constantly comparing myself to the other bloggers out there and just trying to keep up with the latest trends. And it was in no way rewarding. And in fact, it was really hard for my mental health. Mm -hmm. I already struggle with anxiety and depression and just the constant comparison and trying to keep up was something that wasn't healthy for me. So I decided to get off social media for a while, kind of just like collect myself, my thoughts and rediscover like what I wanted to do with the brand Always Coco. And what I decided or realized while I was off of social media is that my style is very simple. Like I will wear like an all black look or an all white look and put on one statement accessory and that kind of makes the outfit. And I realized that when I wasn't looking at everyone else. And when I was looking at everyone else, I truly just lost sight of what that looked like for me. Anyways, during that time, I came up with the Always Coco collection. It was one piece, endless looks. And the idea is to simplify your style and power your mind. And so my pendants, mm-hmm. which I release one a year, are just statement pieces that you can rotate around and you can wear them as earrings or bracelets. The position of them changes. And anyways, that's how it all just kind of shaped is I just saw a need in the market for something that was simpler and something that like I felt more connected to than just fast fashion and, um, you know, trying to do what everyone else was doing. Yeah. Well, I think that that's, it's such a good point that you make, especially we're in like such a social media culture and age. And not only when it comes to the pressure, you know, that I can feel a lot of the ways, like when it comes to like body image and fitness and stuff because of my job and my career path, but like same goes on the fashion side where like people are constantly coming up with like a new sweater that you have to have or new jeans or like this must have makeup look or all these things that's this constant like consume 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 mm-hmm. and unfortunately like I think that that can be a really exhausting hamster wheel to get stuck into and it's really I really admire your ability to acknowledge that that wasn't working for you and like step out and say what can I make out of this that not only you know helps me mm-hmm. find my passion and my purpose but also helps other people you know, and that's, again, to your point, I love having your pieces because I feel like I don't have to have every single new gold layering necklace that comes out because yours in and of themselves are so versatile, so easy to mix and match. So I really think that, like you said, there is still and will probably remain to be for a long time this hole in the market where there is this simplicity of style, but also with that simplicity, like the versatility too. Mm-hmm. And I think that you Simple really- and complex all at once. Yes, absolutely. I know. I remember the first time you like showed me the pieces and I was like, this is unlike anything I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that that was so, so cool. Yeah. And it kind of allows you to have the creativity to do what you want with it. So that kind of shows people's individualism in itself. It's like, it's the same thing, but we can all- come up with our own creative space for it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So how do you get, I know you said, so you've come out with three specific pendants so far, and Mm -hmm. then you do certain like custom pieces and layering chains and earrings and those things as well. But how do you get inspiration for the styles that you create? Cause they're all so 
different from each other, but you can tell there's like this cohesiveness mm-hmm. to each piece and the overall brand. Right. So there's two collections and one is the signature pendants. And I just released one pendant a year, mm-hmm. again, focused on the simplicity and the versatility because really the idea is not to be buying more, more, more. It's to find one thing and get creative with it. Mm-hmm. And then the second collection is the core collection, which are just everyday accessories, like a simple gold necklace, like a good pair of hoop earrings, um, just like your everyday things that you can always wear. They're just your go-tos. And those aren't things that I'm like trying to keep up with the trends or they're mm-hmm. just everyday staples. Got it. Um, how I find my inspiration though, is I focus a lot on nature and I also mm-hmm. focus a lot on balance. So each of my pendants is, um, focused on like a concept of nature. So Cami is wearing the Da Vinci pendant right now, which was my first pendant. And depending on how she wants to rotate it around, she could wear it in a sunset, a half moon or a mountaintop. And they all just speak to the different phases of life we go in and like how they can all be equally as beautiful, but different at the same time. And I think that's a message I want people to carry with in their life too. Like we're all in different phases, but none of them are more beautiful than another. They're just different. Um, And then the one I'm wearing is the Angelou. And as you rotate it, it shows morning, afternoon, and night. And again, there's beauty that comes in every different time of the day. So Nature is a huge um, inspiration for me. Like I, I love nature. Like I'm always looking for like insights into nature and that sort of thing. And then also balance and contrast um, to go with the statement pieces. I think dainty pieces are important and that's what I focus on um, in the core collection. I love that. Yes. I think that that's like what I've always liked about your pieces too is that it isn't just – oh, these like lines and these designs and they just look pretty together, which they definitely do. But there is this just like hidden layer and meaning to it that I think is also really powerful and could be really representative of each person. You know, like Mm -hmm. when you choose to put on that piece for the day, what do you want to share? What mood are you in? What phase are you in? You could almost just like use it as like a manifesting tool if you're seeing yourself Mm. in like, a growing phase, you might put like a sunrise on and like just use that as a reminder to yourself, like, oh, I'm looking to like rise or grow today. I love that. I really, really like that. So one of the things that you hadn't mentioned yet that I want to make sure I touch on is the fact that a portion of every single piece of your proceeds goes to mental health awareness. And I know that you have pretty much started that from the beginning of always Coco collection. Mm-hmm. So I would love to hear, you know, why that was important to you. Yeah. So I think I mentioned a little bit earlier, like I do struggle with anxiety and depression. So of course there's a personal aspect to it and just like being able to be a voice for that and raise awareness. But I also, fashion is one of my biggest passions and I wanted to be able to have a larger conversation through the topic of fashion. And I think that sometimes people can be like, well, they can minimize what they're doing. Like I'm in fashion. What does that actually do for people? But like, if you think creatively or like what's important to you, 
you can make anything that speaks to you bigger than what it is. So mm-hmm. basically I wanted to capitalize on the fact that I love fashion and I wanted to be able to have a bigger conversation through that. Um, through I that. love that. I think that that's like, to your point, everything that we do can have a deeper meaning. It doesn't always have yeah. to, but especially as creators and entrepreneurs, you know, I do think that there is power in taking something that you're passionate about and making a positive impact outside of just the profit. Like how can we help other people? How can we bring light and awareness um, to these issues, especially if you yourself struggle? And I know that you have struggled with anxiety for a long time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to that, how do you best take care of yourself? Because I think a lot of people struggle with anxiety and it manifests itself differently. Like I struggle with anxiety, but it's very situational Mm -hmm. um, versus a lot of people might struggle with anxiety on like a daily basis. So yes, mine's, with that daily, mine's generalized anxiety disorder. Okay. So I've had anxiety since I was about 10 years old. So okay. I felt it for a long time. Um, but I think there's kind of two answers to this question mm-hmm. because one, I have just like easy tactics that work for me, but I think different things work for different people. But for me, yeah. like the recipe that works is working out, eating healthy. I meditate every day. And I also take medication, which was like a big thing for me to feel comfortable with doing. And then especially Mm -hmm. feeling comfortable with sharing. Um, But like, those are the things that I notice in everyday life that are super important to me. And um, they work well for me. And I know that those can be different for everyone. But I think one of the bigger things that I've learned in my journey with anxiety and depression is to give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I have thought of myself in the past as like a walking self-help book. Like I'm not kidding. I will do everything. Like I will journal, I will paint, I will meditate, I will walk, go to church, do all of the things because I'm so focused on making this go away and doing everything that I can. Mm-hmm. But in itself, that gives me anxiety. And so mm-hmm. sometimes when you're so plugged into the wellness world, mm-hmm. um, it can even be overwhelming because you want to be doing all of the things. And something that I've learned in the past year is to be okay with doing less. And it kind of comes back to simplicity and like Mm -hmm. find what works for you. Those things that I just mentioned work for me, but I don't have to do all of the different things. Like I don't have to go to yoga classes. I don't have to, you know, do manifest manifestation classes. I mean, there's just so many things we can hear that we should be doing. And Mm -hmm. I think What gives me the most peace of mind is giving myself grace that I don't have to do all of them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that you said that. Cause I think that like, you know, as women, as entrepreneurs, as moms, as just like human beings in this world, I think that like we're given this, I'll say like in quotes, like a playbook and it's like, okay, if you're doing this and this and this and this and this, your life should be great. You should feel amazing. And while some of those things absolutely will make you feel better, will make your life better. It can create its own sense of anxiety and stress having to try and do 
everything in this playbook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's exhausting. And it's all in the sake of like wellness and mental health. And it's like, if, and I think that that's something that I really try and work on and will work with clients on and stuff too, is just this like actual conversation within yourself of like, what am I seeking by choosing to do this? And what am I actually getting out of it? And if like, you know, even if people are trying to eat healthier and they give themselves a list of like a hundred things to avoid and a hundred things to add in, like that's exhausting. And all of a sudden your relationship to food in and of itself has completely turned into a checklist versus like, how can I add in more vegetables? How can I add in more protein? Mm -hmm. How can I drink more water? Like keeping it simple and finding like the main things that you want to focus on and do consistently, I think result in a lot more success instead of trying to do it all and like not doing it super well. So for you, I know you've said like you've done your painting and your meditation and going to church and like you're able to do that consistently enough to where it has made an impact in your life. Mm-hmm. Are there certain things that you feel like the wellness industry really touts as like, this is amazing. And you're like, that just doesn't serve me. And I tried it and I don't want it, you know? Yeah, that's a funny question. I think that there has, there's always a time and a place for something to try it, but like the pressure to keep it up. Like mm-hmm. I journal every day, but yeah. um you know, people will share all these different um, routines to how they journal. And that's something that stresses me out. Mm. I'm like, oh, set your intention, do the law of attraction. Mm. And when I get in my journal, I will just like literally draw pictures of flowers and scribble words that I'm feeling Mm. and not put any pressure behind what's going on this page. So I mean, I think journaling is probably so good for some people and it's good for me, but the way I do it isn't how I think most people think of it. Yeah. I love that. I had no idea that's how you journal. And I think that that's like what I hope people maybe hear from this is like, you can decide to journal or you can decide to meditate or you can decide to work out more consistently, whatever, Mm -hmm. but like make it work for you. That's the only way that you're going to stick to it. That's the only way that it's going to be something that like stays in your life. And I love that yours is like, I like to draw flowers and write words. Whereas like I come at like my certain journaling in my quiet time. And I, I end up feeling like it has to be really structured. Like what are the things that I'm grateful for? What am I feeling today? What do I want from the day? What am I letting go of? And like, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to journal. That feels like a huge task ahead of me. Yeah. You know? I've been in that exact same spot. So yeah. sometimes there's a time and place for journaling like that. And sometimes there's not. But yeah. I will say one thing, just kind of to like go back on all of this, um, is meditating brought all of this full circle to me because mm. giving myself, mine's like meditation and prayer, but giving myself quiet time to like, just reflect Mm. like we have all these questions in life but we don't ever give the space for answers and so Mm. when I'm in prayer and meditation that's like the time when things are coming to me and that's kind of when I realized like I don't have to be doing all these things not all of these things are bringing me joy or like making an impact in my life except for that I checked the box that I did them And so I guess to kind of go back to the very beginning, I would say meditating has been the biggest thing because it's allowed 
the space for answers to come through. Mm, I love that. Oh my gosh. Now I got to start meditating again. Yeah. See, but, then there's, but there's no pressure to do that. It's like, right. I know, but yeah. well, there's no pressure to do it for like 30 minutes. It's like, could you do it for five? Yeah, could you do it for literally one for minute. Yeah. Like one minute. Hold your breath yeah. for a minute. <laughs> but it is funny to me because people are like, how do you hear, like, how do you know what you're supposed to do? Or I can't hear God or what the universe is telling me. I'm like, well, do you give him, do you give him or her space to talk? back mm-hmm. to you yeah because that's kind of where the answers I think come from for sure and most of us are so busy trying to rush on to the next thing and do the next thing and I think there's this sort of pleasure and busyness that keeps us numb to like truly feeling answers or creating space for answers and it's like we are so prided as a culture on busyness that mm-hmm. I do think so many of us feel actually disconnected from ourselves and disconnected from what we want from our lives. And so I love the idea that like meditating allows for a lot of those questions to be answered Mm -hmm. because we all have a lot of questions, but to your exact point, how often are we actually like sitting there listening for an answer? I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, like what should I do here? And then I go move on distracted for the rest of the day. And I'm like, I didn't get an answer. Right. Got it. Got to give the space for that to come through. Yeah, I love that. So I know that you struggle with anxiety and stuff. And I more, you know, my struggle as we've talked comes a lot more from kind of around my body and like my body image struggles. And that's kind of where a lot of my business stuff has come from. But I think universally as women, it's really common to struggle with comparison and you know, just feeling like good enough, feeling worthy. So I'd love to know for you, like, how do you, especially as an entrepreneur, as a female, as, you know, all of these things, how do you combat comparison and struggling to feel worthy and showing up even when you don't feel like it, or even when you feel like you're not doing it as good as someone else? Right. So totally transparent. I think that that is probably my biggest struggle is Mm -hmm. feeling worthy. And I don't struggle with it in the sense of beauty or body or anything like that. I think I struggle with it in the sense of, am I doing enough? Am I doing it on time? Like I'm very critical to myself. Like I think that I label myself as lazy sometimes. And I don't think anyone would look at me that way, Mm -hmm. but as an entrepreneur, you always feel like you can be doing more. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's been something really difficult for me, but I would say something that I do to combat that is I, I don't know if I like this phrase, but I put blinders on. I, even when I started the Always Coco collection, the jewelry line, I had gone through and unfollowed pretty much every blogger that I had followed just Mm -hmm. because, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. And it also kind of distracts you to getting to know yourself better. Yeah. So in my struggle to feel worthy, I kind of have to keep blinders on, but I Mm -hmm. also... I'm really intentional about being able to grow and learn because, I mean, I can't have blinders on, but not, I mean, we still have to grow and evolve. Um, So I keep my blinders on for like things that don't bring me joy. I'm, 
I just try to leave out. Like I actually just um, ordered this phone that's like only – like all I can do is make a phone call oh. and look at a clock and I can play my music because it's just I am so easily overwhelmed by the media on our phones mm. today and the scroll and the comparison and all that. So for me, a, the biggest tactic is kind of to just – surround myself with things that I want to feed into me. And like they say, you're the five people you surround yourself are like the average of who you mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's another big thing. Like put yourself around people who are filling you up and like mm-hmm. breathing life into you and not making you, not making you feel like you do need to do more. Like, of course you want to grow and want people to push you to succeed, but you also want people to, see the value in exactly who you are. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that so much like gold in that. I'm like trying to think back to like what you were saying. One, I feel like maybe other people would want to know this phone that you guys, it's like, is this a normal phone that you didn't get with like a data plan? Yeah. It's called go techless. And it's just like a very simple. I mean, it's just back to the basics. Like I don't even, I don't even know if it's colored. I honestly just, um, I just ordered it, but it's just, yeah, it's on your normal data plan. And my idea is that I'll use that as my off hours phone. So Mm -hmm. like when I'm not in the working day, I mean, I have to be on my phone to post to social media for work and for other things. But during my off hours, when I'm not working, I want to just be able to make phone calls or Mm -hmm. listen to music and not... Like if I'm laying in bed at night and I will listen to my meditation on my phone, I can just do that, but I won't be scrolling or looking at stuff at the same time. Yeah, that's amazing. Go techless. Okay, well, that is a great thing. Um, And I will try and have the link available for people who are interested in that because I think that's a really cool find. And I do feel, to your point, it's like, we, you know, we go out to dinner and we feel like it doesn't count if we didn't post a photo of the food or of our outfit. We go on an adventure and we feel like it doesn't count if we didn't share it or we're scrolling and we're doing something fun. Or maybe we're just like sitting on our couch and we're seeing other people do something fun and it totally sucks the joy out of our moment mm-hmm. and sucks us out of the present. And I really like the idea of having a way to create a clear boundary there. I think that's super powerful. And I do agree with you in the sense of, what you surround yourself with in regards to friends and in regards to what you're consuming on social media is so powerful. Like we absolutely have the control over the people that we want in our life and the um, media that we're willing to consume. You know, I think a lot of us can get on social media and feel really bad afterwards, but you have the power to unfollow people who make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. Honestly, my who I follow now is curated to make me feel good. Yeah. I get on there and I see people like you or, you know, spread the love movement. And it's like, okay, there's good stuff in this world. So I think we can, we don't always have to look at social media and technology as a negative. We can find positive ways to use it too, but. No, I completely agree. And I think that that's really powerful to remember. It's like, you are not powerless in this and you really, you can shift what 
is around you and it can make a huge difference. You know, even that was something for me following people who look differently than me, who had larger bodies than me, who were recovering from things differently than me, who were different diversity than me. Like I realized how narrow my feed was and why I felt so, you know, bad about myself. Cause I just was comparing myself to this one idea. And it's like, when you realize there are like billions of people who just are like, out there doing their thing, spreading their love. And it doesn't matter how they look. It doesn't matter, you know, where they're traveling or whatever. There's just so much goodness, like you said, to consume. And it is there if you'll look for it. Mm -hmm. You know, I think sometimes it's just, it does take a little more effort and intentionality, but it really can make such a powerful difference. Totally. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) So what advice would you give to another lady or I guess anybody Mm -hmm. who is wanting to have an impact beyond what they're currently doing? So kind of like what you specifically did with Always Coco and mental health. How do you recommend maybe people getting started or thinking about how they want to show up differently? Yeah, I think that that is a great question and something that I struggled with when I first started working for myself too. I was kind of just on a hamster wheel of trying to make money, but have the freedom to work for myself. And then soon enough, you'll realize if you're going to work for yourself, you have to fully believe in what you're doing. And in Mm -hmm. order to fully believe in what you're doing, you have to know who you are. And so Mm -hmm. I think Honestly, before people just try to jump into the world of entrepreneurship, they need to get to know themselves and like what makes them tick and what's important to them and what brings them joy in their life. And for me, I think I mentioned earlier, I took that hiatus where I wasn't on media and I really found that like, I love fashion. I truly do love fashion. And I also love mental health in regards to like constantly learning how to improve it or how to like help other people address it in certain ways. But I had to know those two things and bring those worlds together after I learned that that's what made me tick. So I think honestly, my first step would be is really connect with who you are. And for me, that was through prayer and meditation. And I learned like, what that was. And then I put a business plan behind it and I, I'm holding to it. Cause I really do believe in it. I believe in it so yeah. much because you have to believe in it. If you just sign yeah. up to do something and you don't believe in it, well, I mean, it can't last because no. you live and you breathe it every day. So for me, yeah. mental yeah. health and fashion are two things that are, are super important to me. And I just found a way to tie those two worlds together. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's where like the true beauty of creating something lies. It's like, what applies to you? What is relatable to you? But like, what can you make a business out of if you, you know, do want to be an entrepreneur in that way? And I think that just thinking about things that you feel passionate about, and it doesn't have to be this huge, crazy thing. Like it can be something really simple, but if you care about it a lot and feel connected to it, then it's completely worth pursuing. And I think you know, that's how you created this really unique design of jewelry and also sharing, like shedding a light on mental health awareness. You know, I think a lot of people would probably look at you and I think this is the comparison thing. It's like, you know, if you follow people on social media and you see like 
the curatedness of it. And you assume there's no way this person can struggle with anxiety. There's no place like there's no way this person can struggle with self-doubt or comparison or whatever. And the reality is, is like, that's one of the things I want to do with this podcast and these conversations is to bring awareness that like, we all struggle with our own things, but we're all always kind of pursuing growth and change and making a difference in this world. And I really think that you've done an incredible job with that um is there it is wild to think that like people might be looking at my instagram feed or website or whatever it may be and think like oh she has it so put together like um and i know that feeling how i look at that towards other people but just as a reminder it's like i struggle with my mental health every day it's something that i um and like always super proactive about and you know like you just you don't know anyone until you actually like take the time to ask questions and get to know them so we can't project all these things onto all these feeds that we're seeing but it is crazy I do that to other people but it's just funny to hear that perspective that like people might be looking at me in that way because yeah um, it's so weird because you know what's going on behind the scenes like you know I know all the self-doubt that I have before I post something, or I know all of the like insecurities every time I look at things, but like, then I show up on a photo and it's like, if you don't read the captions or if you haven't followed me for a while, like you might not have any idea of those struggles. And that, again, it's about like filling your mind and taking time to like look beyond the surface of people, whether it's people you follow or people just like in your life, in your friend group, like no one is always doing a hundred percent fine. I think it's just, are you actually taking the time to ask them how they're doing? Yeah. You know, I think a lot of these things, anxiety and depression and comparison and self-doubt, a lot of these things can be very silent things Mm -hmm. that no one is sharing. And so some of your friends who might be struggling with that might be the quietest about it, but that doesn't make it not real for them. It doesn't make it not something that's still a daily part of their life. Mm -hmm. So true. We're all, we're all human. We're all broken. I just read that quote recently. I don't remember who it's by. You might, um, like we're all broken. That's how the light gets in. So Mm, every time like I'm feeling down about the fact that I get down or feel down, I, I think about that. And I think about even though I'm broken or you might feel broken, that's also how we learn to grow and, you know, and grow and change and through that brokenness you find joy too because yeah you grow through it so it's true it's like life is so much richer and fuller like with all of these like notches and cracks and stuff there's just so much more depth to them there's so much more growth that comes with them and they're super hard and super scary and like I don't like dealing with the cracks but that's where like but they can be rewarding 100 percent do Yes. Yes, absolutely. I think it is like what you do with those moments and how you choose to like view them and see them. That is a really powerful thing and can make them something truly beautiful. For sure. Is there anything exciting that you're working on or things that you're kind of looking forward to kind of in the future for Always Coco or yourself personally? What's going on with your life, girl? Um, I think one thing I'm really excited about is I'm getting into more custom work, which is fun for me. I'm actually working on a ring for Cami right now, but, um, custom work is just fun because 
everyone has their own different personality and character that I see. And so it's just fun to put pieces that like emulate who a person is. So it allows me to be a little bit more creative and think of things um, more personalized. So I'm really excited about that. And then Always Coco has just been doing some more things internationally, which I'm excited about that too. And I'm hoping once the world kind of heals and opens back up, um, I will be abroad one day too. So, Ooh, so many exciting things. I won't like live abroad, but the collection would be abroad. Got it. I like panicked for a minute that I was like, oh my goodness. And I was like, no, no, no. But I mean, I don't know. The world, we'll see what happens. You never know. You never know. We can predict it as much as we want, but really we can't. (laughs) That's for sure. Well, that's exciting, Court. How can people find you or get in touch with you? So my personal Instagram is just at alwayscoco underscore. If you want to check out the jewelry, it's at alwayscoco collection. And then I'm also just happy to share my email, coco at alwayscoco.com. And I'm an open book when it comes to mental health and would love to have a conversation if someone's struggling with something. And I have a list of resources too, so happy to point people in a direction if they feel like they're looking for a different direction to take so and I also just love feedback and if anyone wants to chat that's where you can chat with me at I appreciate that what would be like one book that you would recommend people start with like if they're just wanting to get more in touch with themselves Mm -hmm. or understand your anxiety or meditation what do you feel like has been a really impactful book for you on your journey so my favorite book is um well, there's two. I'll I'll do one. You can have two. I'll one give you is two. Alchemist. It's just a it's oh, a really quick, easy read. A lot has to do with nature, and I'm obsessed with metaphors and obviously mm-hmm. nature. So that was a fun one. But one that honestly feels like it's been like a teaching to me is the power of now, and mm. it has just helped me learn how to be in the present moment and. Mm steer away from like the comparison and living in my body and the moment that we are in. And it's something, it's a book that I go back to like every couple months because it's so powerful while you're reading it, but then you get into the real world and it can escape you so quickly. So I recommend reading that one throughout your life. And every time I read it, I catch something new. So that's a good one. No, those are some great takeaways. I love that. Like, you know, I think, Sometimes with some of this stuff, it's really helpful to have like actionable tactical things, especially seeing like the person that you've become and are continuing to grow into and like, you know, people like, how do I do that? How do I get there? And so obviously y'all can reach out to court and chat with her, but I think I'm going to like get that book and read that. I haven't read that. I've read The Alchemist and I love it, but I haven't read The Power of Now. So I'm very excited to add that. I would love for you to read it and we can chat about it. Yeah, we definitely can. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I feel like I need to ask you questions now. <laughs> we'll do, I'll do like a little like solo episode or something, or we'll do it like interview Cami. but really this is about you. And I'm just like so proud of the work that you've done. And I just think again, like the acknowledgement of like our own struggles, our anxiety, our passions and our dreams, like you really put that together and always Coco in a way that I think is really inspiring and I wanted to share that with people so I'm really excited I got to I guess one thing I would leave the episode on is 
vulnerability creates connection. And that's something Brene Brown said. And I think that that's all of our superpowers. So Mm -hmm. sometimes if you're wondering what your superpower might be, maybe tap into where you feel most vulnerable. Mm. Anyways. Well, I won't add anything else to that. I will leave it on that note. Yay. Well, thank you for having me. This was really fun. Of course. Thanks, Court.